Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome to the MacGyver After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. On this episode, we're breaking down episode one of The Rising using only a coffee cup, a pen, and some paper. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ooh, a little old school. I like it. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the MacGyver After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're going to be breaking down the entire season of MacGyver, the new CBS reimagining of the old ABC series there. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And right over here, the resident re- the, the reason we all come here to watch MacGyver oh, and wish. do this after show. <laughs> if you watch DC movie, no- <laughs> DC movie News, you know this man right here. You got it right on the nose, though. Yes. DC Movie News, that's me. <laughs> They're on Popcorn Talk. It's Mike Kalinowski. Hey, guys. Welcome, welcome. Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. This is my first AfterBuzz show. Oh, look at this. All uh, right. I'm popping my cherry here on AfterBuzz here. Uh, I'm excited. Not allowed to say that. I think that was yeah. a little risque. It's late at night. Mm, I like to watch. This is going to be fun to do. <laughs> this will be this for this intimate moment. <laughs> now, folks, as always, we like uh, we love to have you interact with us. So you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. Share what your thoughts are about the episode. And uh, we'll break it all down here. Uh, so so, Mike. Yes. Old school MacGyver fan? Now, now oh, here I can, we go. Now All right, here it is. Get prepared. Boom! I'm an old school MacGyver fan. Look at always that. got a, always have a pocket knife. <laughs> I don't always carry this with me. Nowadays, you can't carry these things with you anywhere. Very true. <laughs> we wouldn't even be able to get into work with this thing. <laughs> um, I'm an old school fan. I, I loved the old show growing up as a, a kid in the 80s. Uh, I know... It seems everyone's now like, oh, if you grew up in the 80s, that was the time to grow up. And I know people probably get sick of hearing that, but I love the 80s. It's when I grew up, cartoons, yeah. and then uh, the TV shows, you know, A-Team, Knight Rider, Magnum P.I., MacGyver, of course. It was just like, it was this heyday of those great, great action-adventure series that, you know, and so that it's coming back. I'm very excited. There's always those uh, those uh, properties that it may, maybe have been executed extremely well back in the 80s, right. or maybe it's a great concept and maybe didn't reach its full potential. So how do you feel about MacGyver? Do you think it reaches full potential back in the 80s, or do you think, like, there's a lot of room left to uncover with this premise? Uh, it's tough. Went for seven seasons on that show. Um, I've been re-watching them on Netflix. They're all on Netflix right now. It's been on there. It's on Hulu, actually, too. Or CBS, yeah, CBS on Hulu, all the old stuff. So if you haven't guys watched it, go and check that out. Uh, I want to say it was done, never left you wanting more. Uh, they did two TV movies in the late 90s, which I recently bought and are not very good. Ooh. Uh, there was like something about Atlantis and it was set in England and it wasn't very good. Um, they worked better as the hour-long episode. Okay. Uh, but I think it was executed well. Things that weren't executed well were like Manimal. <laughs> Not executed yes. well. That should come back. Where's that man? We need property. a reboot of Manimal. <laughs> or, tur- or what was it? Auto Man. Auto Man. Oh, that, that's the guy that turned into a car, yeah, right? Yeah, he was like a, he was a computer. Back then, it was kind of ridiculous. People were like, oh, now, but nowadays, totally go on board for that. But <laughs> but MacGyver, interesting choice for a reboot. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think uh, we can get into it more later uh, of why I think they went with it, but. Well, this is not their first stab at trying to continue the MacGyver franchise. They tried to pilot back for the CW with Jared Padalecki from Supernatural oh. fame, where he played the son of MacGyver. So it's kind of in continuity, kind of uh, f- pushing the story forward. And that didn't get picked up to pilot. Please remember that at the end when we talk at the end of this. Because I want to, when we kind of, maybe we'll wrap up our final thoughts. Oh, yes. Because that, I forgot completely about that. 
but it makes sense to what I want to say later. Ooh, okay. I don't want to get into it yet. Right, I don't want to cool, get into yes. it yet. But and so for this, they uh, they reimagined it and uh, they shot one pilot. They decided to kind of rehaul it all. They in fact let go of the majority of the cast except for Lucas Till and George Eads. How and much they, does that suck for those actors? I know you think like, like hey. you know you you get the pilot, you're set, and then they always say you know don't wait till you're picked up for series, and even then it's like wait till you're in your third year, then you're yeah. set. <laughs> But to get the pilot, it's like the dream of every actor. You're mm-hmm. series regular, and then they go to the network. They show the pilot. We like everyone. We hate everyone except the two leads. Mm-hmm. Recast everyone. Yeah. New director was brought on board because James Wan was originally the rig- they wanted for the director. Oh, nice. Yeah, but then schedules happened. He did Conjuring Two, I believe it was, and then went into Aquaman prep. So he couldn't shoot it. So they had to shoot it with some guy. So then I guess some stuff cleared up in his schedule. So they came back on, and he directed the pilot. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so he, that one that's out there right now is directed by James Wan. Oh, interesting. So in, very interesting. Okay. I, I would love to see the original pilot. Now, did you see, it was back on uh, what's called Upfronts. Now, if you guys oh, don't yes. know what this is, is when networks shoot their pilots, they do what are called the Upfronts, and these are where they sell them to uh, advertisers. It's all in New York. They bring out the stars. They show it all off. Uh, and they released, I remember it kind of came out in the middle of the afternoon. I think it was leaked. It was like the two-and-a-half-minute trailer. For and it didn't look good. Like MacGyver was kind of like a surfery, and it seemed like he was kind of drafted into the group that George Eads worked for. He wasn't okay. like part of it. He was brought in, and he was kind of like a surferish, modern hippie, mm-hmm. and he had this kind of weird hair thing going on, and kind of a bumish look to him, and it just did not look good at all. You could Ugh. tell, like, though, there's problems, and then. When they reshot it and they did this new trailer, I was like, okay, they fixed it. They combed his hair. They gave him the Richard Dean Anderson kind of yeah. new version of a mullet. Because <laughs> that's classic. That's what you yes. know him as is that, that, that hair. Sweet. Uh, in yes, we do. Him and, him and Patrick uh, Swayze were the only two I think that could rock that do. You and I? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I could, I could never pull that off. Um, but it had a completely different vibe to it. Even like the, the font of the show looked different. Like in the original, it had the Swiss Army knife was like one of the letters, and it just looked terrible. Mm. So they re- fixed a lot, but uh, even seen from that little bit. But I'd love to get my hands on that pilot, the original. Yeah, that would be cool because uh, rather than being kind of like a man that's kind of drawn into all the action, right? Right now we see in the premise of this pilot, he uh, he's, he's worked for the bomb squad. Yeah. He has a little military background like that, and then he was recruited into the DXS, which then transforms to. What we know, like the status quo by the end of the I know, episode. That was, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we, uh, well, let's break in the episode a little bit. And I felt like okay. the beginning of this, uh, as we're talking about the rising, uh, felt very much like True Lies to me, uh, where they're just sitting yeah, in some kind of yes. like, yeah, nice little Italian, little, like, yes, uh, far off little place, a little, uh, little mansion, a little party. He's coming up in his tux. We've got uh, George Eads over at the, by the boat, kind of hanging off on the side. We've got like the Tom Arnold, the tech person, hanging out in the van. It's very, very, very true lies. Yeah. I was like, mm, all right, kind of good deal. Uh, it's interesting because I'm talking to a lot of my friends who are writers uh, and that write shows, and I, I'm just trying to get a feel for, you know, the, how it works. Uh, that's Not that I am a writer, but they always say that the first 10 pages of a, of a pilot script has to show how the show is going to work. So if you watch any pilot, you'll always notice that 10, first 10 pages kind of gives you a feel for the show. And it did in this. You got the team members, the team dynamic, mm-hmm. and what he's doing. So even if you just watch the first 10 minutes of the show, you know what that show is going to be about. Now, I guess maybe more like a modern day kind of MacGyver was Burn Notice on USA. 
I, you know, it's I never got into burn notice. It was cool. I mean, it was like a burn CIA was, operative hanging out in Miami. But the thing that has to kind of made it comparable to MacGyver is the fact that he would kind of come up with uh, novel ways of trying to accomplish mm. certain tasks. And he would do a lot of narration, kind of breaking down like, you know, if you were going to do this, you would want to do this, this, right, this, right, and right. this, and this. So very much kind of MacGyver-esque in the way you'd kind of jury, uh, jury rig certain, certain things. That word, is it jerry-rigged or, or jury jerry-rigged? jerry-rigged. Because I was, I, was, I was like, oh, that's a good word. But then I was like, I don't know what it is. No, they got to ask you guys out there. Jury-rig, I think it's when you're rigging a jury. Right. So jerry-rig is when you're trying to just like take a bunch of stuff and make something Who out of it. Who was Jerry back in the day that was such a smart guy that like, we got to jerry-rig this thing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of, you know, wave of that saying to come up. Hey and guys, I was always like, jury-rigged or jerry-rigged? <laughs> Who's Jerry out there? And you know, they they rig <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> that one Jerry's like, yeah, that's, that's after me, guys. I mean, I'm the rig. That the could have been this, the name for the new MacGyver, Jerry Rigged. <laughs> they didn't want to go with the name. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so this way, instead of like having him do like all narration, they do a little thing where he narrates slightly, but then they also use uh, Chirons to kind of identify certain items that he's using to kind of create something else. Did you yeah. like that approach? Uh, I didn't. How about you? It seemed kind of weird to me. I forgot when I'm watching it, the narration, but then I'm like, oh, no, he did in the original show. He, he did that a lot. But I think I want to say they stopped doing it after either a couple episodes or a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. They stopped with his narration. I want to say because I read this great article. The The creator of, of MacGyver, a man by the name of Lee David Zoltoff. I, I, could, I could be saying his name wrong. Uh, in the 80s, he was a creator. And I remember when he was brought on, Richard Dean Anderson thanked him because he got rid of all the narration in the original pilot script. Oh, wow. Something like that. The, the, uh, real quick history lesson on MacGyver. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. Jerry, Jerry built or jury. Where, oh, yeah, there we go. Jerry built or jury rigged. Oh, something poorly built is jury built. Something rigged up temporarily in a makeshift manner with materials at hand, often in an ingenious manner, is jury rigged. That seems like a whole oh, Seinfeld yeah. episode between All those right. two right there, those words. Um, but for the pilot of uh, the original MacGyver, Henry Winkler, who we know as the Fonz, who produced it, and he's also, I believe, part of this show, he had this idea for a show, and it was called Hourglass. And the concept was, this is pre-24. They wanted in real time a single episode. And it wasn't like 24, it was 24 episodes, so each hour would build. This was like, nope, one episode in the... It's a standalone episode, heroes in real time. And the guy's like, I can't... I can write you a pilot. I can't... I can't do a series for this. And he, he thought about it. He's like, I should have just taken their money and let them figure it out because he was only hired for the pilot. But he sat down with some friends of his and he came up with this concept. He's like, oh, we always got James Bond. We always got the hero. They've always got these gadgets. What if I strip them away and don't give them anything? And he's got to use his brains and a pocket knife because the guy always had a pocket knife on him, the, the creator. He's always carried it. And then they, the name, they, for the whole time they were talking about it, they just kept calling him Guy. Well, Guy, Guy does this, Guy does that. And like, all right, Guy. And at the time in the 80s, McDonald's hit the boom. So they thought Mac, Guy, and they called him Mac Guy for a while. And they're like, ah, two syllables doesn't really work. Let's go with three. And they put the ver in there. As MacGyver. And that's that's, how, how, that's how he created his name. <laughs> so it, the, the principles are still there, and the narration was always there. That was a long way to get back to that, but I'm sorry. But, yeah, the narration doesn't bother me, but it almost seemed it was dumbing it down for the audience. Like it said, you know, when he pulled the, the dust out of the tailpipe, and then later it said, you know, soot. Yeah. Well, we saw that. Right. So we knew that, and, and I... I think the audience, they're dumbing it down, and I think the audience is smarter than that, and especially on a network like CBS. I think CBS is a very, uh, their their demographic is older. 
So I, I don't know if you would need, you know, every time something he pulls something, it says something. So, mm. Yeah, it's a, a, at least what I thought about is interesting about Burn Notice. It was just he was telling you really kind of like ingenious ways to make these simple kind of things and why be, how a spy makes certain things happen and why they do that. It's kind of cool to learn the mythology and not methodology just, of a spy. Not just uh, like items. He was saying – I only watched a couple of Yeah, they so. would – they, the way they would kind of work an operation or how they would uh, use an asset and kind of put them in play too. Oh, okay. So it's explaining yeah. for, for, for the layman in yeah. the audience who weren't spies. That works. But this was just kind of uh, – the narration, I guess, was nice. But the the text for each object he was pulling, like, well. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, and we do find out, like, his team right here. We have Nikki Carpenter. She's an MIT grad. She kind of has, like, the tech support for everything. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Jake Dalton, who is also in the original series, kind of reimagined here. Right. And I – he was – was it uh, Bruce McGill, right? Dalton was b- played by Bruce McGill. Okay. The original. And he was uh, – who was a great actor. I love that actor. And the girl, I didn't realize. I had to go back and look. She was an original character on the show, on the original MacGyver. Okay. That character, her, her character was. I don't yeah. think she was a, what happens in this episode, I don't think happened there. She was brought into the Phoenix Foundation as another agent. And her MacGyver kind of had that moonlighting thing going on. A little they, they, Yeah. Did they ever in the original? I don't believe so. He always seemed kind of, he never had a romantic interest. I think they kept it almost open for every episode, but. Well, they change it pretty quickly in this one. At least they set up that. Yeah, he and Nikki, yes, they did. Me and Nikki get a little freaky on the keys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was that was interesting for me. I, it kind of took me a little bit out of it. I didn't really care for her right away, but I didn't yeah. see the surprise. I didn't. I did not see that coming. No, I thought it was just what we saw happens. I thought like I, I took it at face value. Everything that we saw until yeah. the reveal. I was like, yeah. oh, all right, that makes me kind of rethink some things. Right. Uh, and then also as soon as he makes his way in, and as he says, he doesn't need to bring a weapon because he's so smart that anything he uses. You know, yeah. he can turn into it if right. he needs to it. He can improvise. Uh, we meet Patricia Thornton, who's the most successful clandestine operative there, and she's MacGyver's boss. Kind of interesting to always see the boss in the field. Yeah, what was she doing there? I, I was kind of like, because she, she's kind of like the point man. And in the original, it was Pete Thornton, mm-hmm. played by Dana Elkar. Elkar, Elkar. And he had glaucoma later in life. Yeah, right? and I didn't realize this. They worked that into the show. Oh, interesting. I, I was doing uh, some reading up on, on the show. Because uh, I always remember he's kind of a bigger guy, you know. Uh, but yeah, he had glauclo- glaucoma, and yeah, they worked it into his character into the show. Into the show, so I was like, oh, oh, very cool, cool. yeah. Uh, which was interesting though to see the dynamic switching it up. They always seem to do that when they reboot; they change the gender. Which I don't know if it's a standard thing to do. Yeah, it seems weird because it would be imagine like uh, James Bond, and then M is in the field, and then like yeah, M, like yeah. you from the field. You're like, why is M here? Why? Why <laughs> that was. And I don't. Again, maybe we go back to the first ten pages. You've got to establish everything, so yeah. maybe they had to get her in there somehow. It was a weird because I expected her to do more. That's true because just, she just says, "Okay, it's in this room. Good luck. We'll see you at the drop point." Like, yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that was a. That was weird. Yeah. But I was like, okay. Yeah. So he is there to get some kind of some kind of asset. He doesn't know exactly what it is. The but MacGuffin. These, we yes. don't know what it is. Uh, MacGyver's going after the MacGuffin. Uh, and uh, he has to we finally use some soot from the car that he drives yeah. up in and he has to beat a first point of intel that's incorrect is what he thinks he needs is one fingerprint right. realizes he needs a whole a whole hand scan yes all five digits yeah so interesting I mean, I how does like, he get out of it yeah. hence MacGyver there you go I, thinking about this I, the writers have got to be really smart because I'm like who knows if this stuff really works but I think that was always the tenet of MacGyver was it's possible Mm-hmm. You know, there's a realm of, of science truth to it. 
of everything that they do. So the writers, when they come up with it, like, you know, he, he shaved, took his knife, shaved yeah. the plaster off the wall. He put it on the keypad. And this was cool because this, the narration you needed, because he was saying how when we touch stuff, it leaves oil. Mm-hmm. And so he put the dust there to kind of give it. And then he put his sleeve up and printed it down so there was pressure on it. Yes. So it kind of used the finger oil that was there to fingerprints, which the, he was narrating that. So I'm like, yes, this we need. Yes. That we need to I know what's going cool on. Yeah. I thought, hey, if it, wor- if it will it ever work, who knows? But we can believe it does. So I know a vault. We can try it later on. Mike, oh, you do? Want to. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I just know a vault that needs a handprint thing. Do you know it. a mansion <laughs> that has a special room like that with a pedestal in it and <laughs> lights? Like, why do all the bad guys, whenever they're hiding something in their mansions, they have a special vault with a perfect pedestal that's lit perfectly? Yes. Why, why is it always like that? It always is. And I would think that anybody that's watched enough of those movies or seen those TV shows, you realize that whatever you see on the pedestal, don't just lift it right off the pedestal. Never. Never. Don't, 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 Come on. Don't, don't. Come on. <laughs> you Come know on there's going to be some alarm, and sure enough, there is an alarm. Come on, MacGyver. You should know better than this. Uh, MacGyver. Now, this, I feel like, is where we depart a little bit from the series, because from what I understand from the original series, MacGyver, not really a man of action, didn't really use the fists and stuff. He used more of his just mind and ingenuity to get out of situations. He was not the fisticuffs guy. Never used a, he, he used a gun in the pilot, the original pilot, but he never really used a gun after that. Oh, interesting. Now, he, he had a, an aversion to weapons. He would not use them. No, and, that's I, cool. and I thought about that. I was like, oh, he used one of the pilot. But no, he threw him the gun and he used it to hit him. He didn't shoot him. Yes. So that was his, yeah, he was never, it's interesting because in this, he is fighting a couple times hand yeah. to hand and it kind of lessens the role of Dalton, who Dalton's kind of the muscle. Yeah, very true. I mean, uh, and I guess the difference is like if Dalton can't be in the room with right, you, right. then he still needs to do, be able to do something. Yeah. Uh, this That's a weird point of contention for me. Uh if I could say that, I, I'm. It seems like in a show, the the lead character can do everything that's needed of him. I'm like, well, where do you learn to fight? Well, he says he's in the military, right? So I'm kind mm-hmm. of all right. Well, they throw it away with that, and then later he speaks Spanish and he says it because, oh, you and I went on a trip there, so I learned Spanish. And I'm yeah. just like, they throw these little lines to explain away the fact that he can do these things, and I'm kind of like, it's a cop out, um, for the character to do what they need to do, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel at least, given what we saw through the course of the episode, uh, certainly by the end of it, I feel like his strength in, in hand-to-hand fighting, he's not completely a badass. Right. It. Yes, that's true. I feel like yeah. he can at least you know momentarily hold his own, but yeah. I mean, certainly somebody that's a little bit bigger, a little tougher than him, I mean, he's yeah. just going to be struggling in the whole way. Yes. So, which I, I, at least I feel like that's a good compromise. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, so we find that, though, he is able to kind of you know uh, beat up the two kind of guards that kind of come in, uses that, that really super heavy uh, serving platter and uh, throws it like a discus across the room. That was true. I think maybe that's why they needed to put the text in because it said, like, was it titanium? I was like, no serving plate stopping bullets. But, hey, the text came up and said it's titanium or whatever, so it's stopping bullets. All right, thanks. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, He gets out and we get into our our sort of uh, our true lie slash Redders of the Lost Ark kind of moment where... Jocks. Yes. He's a dog... It sounded like he was calling him Jack. Is Jack Dalton, right? Or is it Jake? Jake. Yeah. Jake, Jack, but I kept thinking Jock from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, and, yeah. and it had that feel to it. I was like, and that's what they were going for. I'm sure that's an homage to that scene. Yeah. So Start was, the bomb! Yeah, so it was, it was good. Um, yeah, they do a little boat chase. They end up yeah. able to elude their captor or the, the people that are pursuing them. And they get back to the van and they find Nikki is being held at gunpoint by Vinnie Jones. Took me out of it. Vinnie, with Vinnie, Vinnie Jones. Jones. Yeah, I, I think it seems like when a script calls for a big menacing uh, bad guy, they go to him. 
Yeah, especially Always. somebody if you want to have like you know like a, like, like a British accent, some or something. kinds of European yeah. threat. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the third or fourth TV show. Arrow, he was on. Yeah. He was on the show The Cape for a while as a bad guy. So it's like I, I know there's more actors that are menacing and big like that in Hollywood. I, I'm sure you can find them. Yeah. So it just seems like it almost seems like in the breakdown they go, we're looking for a Vinnie Jones type. I'm like, well, we, we can probably get Vinnie Jones. <laughs> oh, you can. Okay, get him. So it, it, it kind of loses the appeal because he he. Well, it's you know when an actor like him is known for a certain thing, you know what you're getting. He's yeah. a menacing bad guy with an accent. So, nah, could have yeah. been anyone. It, it was like I didn't see the point of getting a Vinnie Jones to it. I don't know if he's got an audience that brings people to MacGyver's show, but yeah, who knows? Especially for how little he's used in this. Yeah, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. That's all you got out of him. Yeah, at least Arrow used him for multiple episodes. Right, right. He was a, a character, and this was yeah. just kind of like, oh, you're just. You're not even the main back guy, really. <laughs> no, no, that was it. So, uh, but of course, he says, MacGyver, hey, give me, give me the biological weapon that you have, or I'm going to kill your girl here. Yeah. And you know, I guess in that situation, I guess you got to do, you got to do the right thing, I suppose. Do you? Yeah, I don't but know. He, he's a good guy, so you have to. Yeah, he's I mean, a good I, guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you do that. And of course, you know, as always, you, the the good guy gives up the uh, the asset, and then the bad guy, of course, doesn't keep true to his world. No, never. Yep, knocks out, knocks out Jake, shoots Nikki, shoots MacGyver. Takes yeah. off, and that's how we start Dead. the episode. We're starting. That, I did not see that that coming, killing her. I yeah. didn't think so. I thought I was like, oh, all right, interesting. Yeah, that was a that was the oh, okay, yeah. Not not didn't follow like the the true lies type, you know, that we were all on the uh, trip for. So it was like oh, a little little swerve. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this the, there is some danger uh, to this, some yes. potential casualties yes. for this, which kind of like raised the bar. It's but, always cool when shows do that, where it's like no character is safe. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, this is you, these are the rules you're setting up. All right, fine. Yeah. And we see, as we flash forward three months, it's still Haunted MacGyver. He's doing a little uh, some runs up there in Griffith Park. You know, he was up giant. there on yeah. Griffith Park. Yeah. And I, I forgot, in the original show, they don't do a job establishing it on this one, but in the original show, he lived in Griffith Park. Like His apartment was like right next to it, which oh, those nice of deal. us that live in Los Angeles know you can't have an apartment right next no. to Griffith Park in that area. It's all just dusty woods. And, and hiking paths up in there, but <laughs> he's, got, he's got an apartment up there. Oh, all right. So that that made sense because they were showing Griffith Park as like, and then the next scene is him as an apartment, this little lofty thing. So, yeah. and maybe he lives up there like in the original show. I'm like, that's a nice nod to it. This seemed weird to me. Uh, the fact that he has to have a cover, uh, which is his best yeah. friend, who's also his roommate, and it's really like swanky <sighs> pad. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't it's weird because it didn't like maybe this is it didn't do an establishing shot of his place either so he's just running and then he comes in so the location is weird for me I, I, I'm probably one of the only people that thinks of something like that yeah um, but then he comes in and he's got the whole best friend that was staying with them but it's a cover and like why do you need a cover you don't having another life yeah I that seems so weird to me too yeah it's your, it's your secret identity but you know, you don't have any family or friends. You don't need to have another. You don't have another job. That you're trying to keep covered, and why you've yeah. got to get away from? You just have this roommate that works. I think he's a fry cook or something. <laughs> yeah, he's got a roommate Bozer. I guess a childhood friend. Yeah, I'm like, uh, all right, but he makes some waffles. And this guy was in the sh- original show, and I do not remember this character. I think he was only in a few episodes, but there was a character with this name, and I really? didn't. I didn't see the episode, so I don't think he was a roommate. Because the original MacGyver in that show, he was in his mid-30s, and this guy seems about 10 years younger. And there was no feel like he had to have a cover. I mean, No, he just did things to help. Yeah. He, that was his job, uh, which was interesting, and I, I don't know. I I like that actor. He was on Rush Hour. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, okay, he, yes. he was the uh, he was the Chris Tucker character from Rush Hour, and uh, we both know someone that worked on that show, uh, Oscar. Oh yeah, he was He's his stand-in. Stand yeah, and said nothing but awesome things about this actor. Oh, like, that's the, great. The crew loved him. The cast loved him. He showed up on time. Uh, so I think that was a question of CBS going, "Yeah, we like you." That other show didn't work because he he was not part of the original pilot. He was brought on for the reshoot. Oh, interesting. So that's cool. A little behind the scenes. I I, I love that when. When actors that are good and and are people like them, they take care of them. So they brought him on for the show. That's cool. I'm yeah. just curious, like what this character buys you in the in the I, world of the show. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess that's so. yeah. It, it didn't add anything. That whole scene could have been taken out. Yeah. And I, yeah, it was weird because it feels like ultimately, if you're going to establish this kind of friend or roommate that is uh, your cover story, at some point. The two worlds are going to cross, and he's going to be brought into that world, and he's going to find out that oh wait, MacGyver, you're more than just like some tech guy. Yeah, what did he say? He works in an IT place, yes. right? So I'm like, I don't know why you needed it. Yeah. Uh, only for us to get like that episode during February sweeps when he goes, wait, you're a secret agent? What? Or he comes home the and there's guys there with guns and he's like, what's going on, MacGyver? Yeah. He's like, oh, I should have told you. <laughs> That's right. This time, Or he ends up getting kidnapped. Yes. Uh, and MacGyver's got a... A plot device. Yes. So we'll see what happens. All right, Bozer. Uh... <laughs> So we find that he's doing some shower. We get to see the scar of the bullet shot. Oh, that's uh, right. Bullet wound there. And a good old Patricia Thornton comes in and says, hey, we gave you some time off, but we need you back in the field. We need you, Mac. Yep. Mac's got to come back. We can yeah, <laughs> Mac attack. Because uh, there's a biological weapon, and he's the only guy that can really The one that, that they let go three months prior. He's still out there. He's still out there. And it's it's cool. It's like, it's a... Uh, no. Uh, I'm sure you probably can answer my question right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a, what is it, a 30,000-year-old virus. Yeah, that was cool. Because in the first 10 minutes, it was just like, oh, the virus, okay, it's not nuclear, it's biological, this and that. But then it's like, oh, it's like a plague. It's a from ancient times. Yeah, like so a prehistoric like, virus. Yeah, that this was cool. I was like, okay, it's getting a little bit more. And again, we don't need to know anything about this. It's just a nice little add to it. Yeah, and there's just like a little, some people, some scientists in Greenland were exposed to it and die. That's kind of like a proof of concept kind of. Yes, yeah. Now, did you find I had never heard that word used before like that biologic? They kept saying it. This is a biologic. Oh yes. Which I was like, they always talk biological. It's biological, and this she kept over and over using the term biologic, which I've never heard before, which was interesting. I was like, okay, I wonder if that's true. Real word. I've never heard that in any context, like in our world where we talk about biological weapons or anything, and. But either that, either the writer is a great, you know, he knows what he's writing. The guy that wrote this wrote Hawaii Five O, I believe the pilot. Mm-hmm. So he's, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I, I, but I, I, it added a level of realism to it. I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, a little, you know, not just terms we hear every day. Yes. So I like that. And it certainly, I, I feel like it's it makes it a little bit more medicine because you can't, I mean, people know like Ebola or something like yeah, that. You kind of right. know the, I mean, you may not you know all the ramifications, but you know like, kind of the And it's in our world. We know it's out there. This yes. is something that was kind of like, oh, this is. We don't know what this is. Yeah, it's even it's even crazier. Who knows how much more damaging this could right. be if this was released? Yeah. Uh, and so, who, Finney Jones, who they thought was the original buyer for this, and was kind of like the end game. He was the guy. No, he's basically another broker for this. A little middleman. Yes. And yep. they're moving it off, and they're doing a sale. But they realize that uh, Nikki's got all this information, all these people that they uh, from, they saw at the party mm-hmm. on her hard drives, and it's all encrypted. And no one can crack it. Nobody can do it. It's too tough. What's going to happen? Jake luckily knows somebody in prison right now. Edward Snowden? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. They they flew over to Russia and they said, Edward, we need Edward. you. Edward Snowden's not part of MacGyver. <laughs> oh, biologic. Look at this. Jonathan. Oh, oh my God. He's on top of it. Really? Look at this. Oh, th- there's a lo- growing interest in the biologic activities of plant extracts and the treatment of diseases. Another term for biological. 
Look See, at I like that. that. Like that to me is smart. A smart writer because yeah. you know who, who, they probably could have just clicked the source and put biological and that pops up, but they did some research into it because I would never have thought. I've never heard that word, but I was like, it just added a different flavor to. You know, we've seen shows like this all the time. We see the single action lead. So anything you could do to make it different or stand out or, or and another thing, everything. Um, can I, I know to talk about writing is like you want all your characters to sound different. If mm-hmm. you're reading the script and every character sounds the exact same, it, like the, the the Bowser character, him and MacGyver speak very differently. Very true. And it plays to their strengths of the actors. Uh, but also her, now with this term, it adds a, she's a different way she speaks than MacGyver. So it adds it just a character thing, perhaps. So yeah. it's a smart writer and, and something which I, I like to see. No, and uh, certainly what we see with Jake and MacGyver, there's this long-running friendship so yep. uh, yeah, which I mean, they keep alluding to this Cairo incident back. That was kind of some adventure yes. that really brought them together that they don't like to really talk about too much. But you can see it seemed like really brought them together. Yeah, and so it's kind of cool to see like just how close those two are. In Absolutely, terms of they and they together. and see just by doing that little nod, we have history of that. Mm-hmm. So very smart. Uh, and one person that uh, Jake also has history with is who they think can, he thinks another computer programmer, this person Riley, who's in prison. Right, uh, just as capable as Nikki, but kind of working on the other side of the law. She's they a, yeah, a little, little bit of a – kind of had like a Robin Hood thing going on with yeah. what she did. She's hey. in this prison and, and they go to meet her and try, I guess, solicit her, her aid. And I like that Patricia Thornton is not keen on them, like springing her and using right, her right, for right. this. But as he, I, what he says, like, you want me, I, I use the tools around me. Right now, this is a tool that I need. That was cool. Yeah. yeah it's like, okay, yeah, because you always assume MacGyver's using physical objects, but well, he's got to use this person. It's that- great. I mean, and, you know, she gave the history that she had – done some bad things which why she there but they were to help people and yes. help good people she's like what would you do you know so he sees that this is not a bad person he's not springing a killer or, or something this is a person that just followed what what he he probably would have done the one as we talk about like the gra- the, the graphics and we don't like when they kind of point yeah. out the items that he uses when it when it highlighted paperclip when he used that to get her out of the cuffs in right. prison i was like we know it's yeah. fine. He don't. <laughs> That's the thing. There's so many, there's one thing that happens later that I, I definitely want to talk <laughs> yeah. about. But I'm just like, yeah, paper clip, paper clip. We know what that is. But it was cool. It was very cool. Was very, she didn't even know what was going on. No, I like that. But I was like, mm, thanks, guys. We, yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh my god, that was a paper clip. I didn't know. Is that what that was? Because it was. In, it didn't look like a paper clip. It was unfolded. Yeah. Oh, I would if, never if know. they would have said unfolded paper clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got oh, it now. All right. Yes. Uh, we see Riley uh, does, wastes no time. She just gets right into it, starts yeah. smashing around that computer, tearing it all apart, and immediately it's just like, okay, here, just use this, get around all these logic bombs. And if you guys watch or have watched it and are much more technical savvy than I am, I don't even know what she said about pulling this to do this to do the redrive. And I'm like, ah, right, sounds yep. good. Yep. It sounds like uh, Star Trek techno babble. Yes. But there are probably people out there going, nope, that's absolutely not, you cannot do that at all. But hey. <laughs> To those of us that don't know computer stuff, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Lo- do that. Lo- logic bombs? That yeah. sounds like a really cool threatening okay. thing. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> sure. All right, put that in. Okay. I won't mess but with that. But it worked. Uh, so they're able to track. They find out uh, that Vinny Jones is actually uh, good old for Jonathan John Kendrick. And right now, he's making a sale to Benjamin Chen in San Francisco. Benjamin they track, Chen, that's right. They track him all the way down in San Francisco. They find out that he's at a hotel. They're able to get, like, lifetime streaming of him on a camera. And it's cool that they use that because you could... They pulled, you know, she said, well, we, I put this face in the software and any camera that's live, I can hack into it. And it's like, that can happen. Yeah. That's not, that is not techno babble. You can do that. And it's just like, 
it's kind of scary. It was very scary. To, like someone was was it? I think there was a lot of press going on about the Snowden movie coming out, and, and some FBI people were being interviewed, and they said, "Whenever you use your computer, put tape over your webcam." That's, it was, those were people, former FBI agents. They said, you know, they can access that camera even though you're not using it or turning it on. Oh, you know, wow. we got our laptops in the yeah. webcam. They said, put put a piece of tape over it. I take my shirt off every time I'm on oh. there. I was like, why not? Oh, guys? my. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> guys, enjoy this, huh? <laughs> if these guys are watching me, they're getting a show tonight. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then when I thought of that, I was like, oh, my God, that's some things in front of my camera. Oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? Well, well. <laughs> We're never running for office or anything. So no, be fine. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. Show, show that video. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, uh, so we see they get to the hotel in San Francisco, and uh, MacGyver says, "Hey, the best way to you know rather than go door to door, right? Let's just start a fire, uh, hit the fire alarm, and get everybody evacuated in the hotel. That'll be easier for us to kind of spot them." Now, this was my first huh moment because he took ammonia, was it acid, hydrochloric acid, yeah. whatever, in the cabinet and foil, mm-hmm. put it in a bucket, smoke. Smoke alarm. Why didn't they just pull the fire alarm? Yeah, that's true. They that was the one thing I'm just kind of like, oh, they they needed to do MacGyver something. I mean, maybe they didn't want to get everyone wet. That's the only thing because the smoke, the rain would... When you pull the fire alarm, does the sprinklers come off too? I would Or is that think. just a fire... Or just a fire alarm? I don't. But even if it was smoke, wouldn't the sprinklers turn on too? Yeah. they would think a, it would that, be fire, that right? Was, I, that was my first... When I noticed with the writing, I was just kind of like, oh, no, just pull the fire alarm. <laughs> or I can see yeah. MacGyver, like, that's what they should have happened. And MacGyver does this, and, and Jack just goes, yeah, exactly. And he goes, okay, you got me on that one. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need to do something really yeah, elaborate. So, all right, Brainiac, this works better, too. That, see? There we go. Yes. We've been writing on that show. Come you on. I, come there on, guys. There you go. We're going to be in the Riders room. Uh, welcome come us on. in. Yeah, yeah we, come on. <laughs> you guys can have that one for the next episode. Uh, but then we see the first little twist of the episode is we realize that yes. MacGyver sees Nikki in the hotel with Vinnie Jones. I have a lot of friends that probably would have picked up on that. That I, I did not. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. But my friends are like, oh, I saw that in the first 10 minutes of the episode. Oh, interesting. I'm like, some, I have some friends that are, that, that are, they are writers. And that's where I get yeah. some of the things about, that I talk about writing. And they pick up quick on that. And I don't know if I'm just not paying attention or just a suspension of disbelief and I just kind of am on the ride. I don't know what I don't know what tips them off. So for those of you guys that watch it and you know, let us know, did you see that? Because I did not see it. You? I wasn't. I, I thought it was just going to be, uh, especially after we saw a little flashback of them kind of playing around in the weight room with the handcuffs and stuff. I thought it was mostly just going to be her going to be kind of flashback in that first episode as a way for her to kind of him to get past her and move on. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I thought that was the reason that we saw those flashbacks. Not really oh, realizing like right. Nope, nope, she's still really in play still. So she yeah. certainly became much more important than I realized at this point in the plot. Yes. I thought she was like, oh, yeah, they, we, uh, somebody from the old team died. I kind of set the stakes for their adventures, and right. we're just getting somebody to replace her. Kind of like uh, uh, Emilio Estevez in Mission Impossible. Exactly. Like, we're taking a main character, we're killing him off, just so you know this is serious. Yes. So, yeah, that to refer to come back, come off guard. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And we see, uh, rather than using uh, fisticuffs to take down Vinnie Jones, MacGyver. No, no, no he uh, you can't take down Vinnie Jones. Not, fisticuffs. Not, not MacGyver can. No, 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 no. Little no. Guy, he's a little guy yeah. compared to him. So he does a little, uh, he, he drops a, uh, what, a fire escape. Yeah, pulls yeah. The, the cord on him and yep. drops right on him and knocks him out. And then we get a little torture scene with Jake just using a nail gun. Uh, try right, to get that yeah, info out of it. Tool yeah, tool near his tools, he yeah. said in the, in the <laughs> yes. episode. Uh, I like that that's, I like that aspect of the, the Dalton character. Kind of the rough and tumble. It's weird that it's Georgie Ads in the role because he's always seems so very clean cut to me. I know they kind of dirtied him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They talk about his clothing not being washed and whatnot. Give him a little, you know, a little growth. Yeah, or, it seems yeah. like 
that should be a little more surly actor in the role, maybe not as handsome as he is. Yeah. Kind of Georgie Eds is kind of like a cool he has a very cool vibe in this this role. Um but I hey, you know, he's the muscle. That's what he is. Yeah, but it's like weird like I would not look at him and think immediately muscle. That's what I'm saying like if they went older, I could have seen he could have seen him being MacGyver. Yes. If they went older, like the original mm-hmm. in his thirties, I could have seen George Eads as MacGyver. Yeah. Clean shaven. Half of now, what was he was on? What ends was it? CSI. 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 That I was like, oh, he could be MacGyver. So to see him be the kind of muscle, and he looks great. You know, they make him bigger, especially the MacGyver, and he looks like he's the rough. Doesn't look. I mean, he looks like he can take care of himself and could take care of someone else. So it was just. That's weird casting. I'm not 100% sold on yet. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that one develops. Uh, but I also thought this scene was weird, too, because they, at least MacGyver, they all, they're all they willing to think that Nikki's being forced into this. They find it very hard to believe that she is going along with this will. Right, yeah. Like, guys, you know, she she was hanging out with Vinnie Jones and she ran away from you. So, eh, I yeah, don't think she's yeah, really... Yeah. Maybe it's one of those last you don't want to believe it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, we found out, no, you know, if you look up, she's got a bank account under her mother's name. I'll tell you, all I need to know, she's got $5 million in there. And that was there going, okay, we believe you. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, good old Jake is able to at least you know intimidate him enough that tells him, "Hey, Benjamin Chen uh, has a truck that he's going to be transporting this weapon." Here. He gave it up pretty easily. Yes, I guess the nail gun to your groin would do that. Uh, oh, actually, no. First, I'm sorry. That was uh, we jumped a little. They used his phone. They got him talking long enough. That's right to that, copy all his uh, his uh, his speech patterns. That's right. That was another one where I was kind of like, "Does that work?" Can you do that? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, that seems like it's... We're not pushing Mission Impossible level with stuff here, like tech-wise, I don't think. So I'm like, but I guess, I don't know. You look at your phones, the things you can do on your phone nowadays, maybe you can. Like, they got him talking. They weren't saying anything, but she said, yep, I got all the speech patterns or something that I need. Yes. And she was able to text his speech, and it translated as his voice. Although it seemed, I mean, I mean, I guess unless you're like really paying close attention, but it just seemed like kind of robotic kind of halting and pausing in that pattern yeah it wasn't like a speaking spell yes. like my name is Vinny Jones <laughs> yes. but it felt like, like they they are got me <laughs> meet me at at she's like oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, backspace backspace, backspace. backspace. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. like oh alright but it, you know it worked yeah and it got them to the airplane where we get to see MacGyver jump into the airplane as it's taking off very much his Mission Impossible moment yes it was yeah and on a TV budget looked that's right looked great yeah uh, and is able to get it to land now hydraulics or electrical they, they, the graphics pop up yeah. I'm like do we need to know <laughs> now I would have anything he would have cut in there I would assume yeah, it's going to bring it yeah, down yeah a little, little, little you know it's like I got my knife you know, yeah. a little for you guys watching at home. You cutting anything on this thing, I'll land this plane. The done, MacGyver. Yes. Done. I would have bought that. Much more. I want more narration, less text. Yes. Yeah, the text. Please. The narration please. works. Yeah. The text. The cool. text is a little too much. <laughs> well, I agree with that. But, uh, but lands the plane. Yeah, lands the plane, and they uh, they get Nikki to confess that. Hey, guess what? She's already sold it. Yeah, to Chen, Chen, and he is on his move because now she gets like all kind of dark. But it's like we need to use it. We need to wipe out uh, part of this population. Yeah, I was like, "Mm, okay, okay, sure. She's a little Raza Ghoul in her. She's getting a little, uh, you know, got to start over here and kill people. Okay, yeah, right. But hey, she needs some motivation. Uh, certainly, uh, the motivation seemed to be like, hey, we're going to keep you here, too. So when the bomb goes off, you'll die, too. That was the thing. It's like, yeah. all right. Well, okay, you're not going to tell us? Well, all right, we're going to die, too. Yeah. And she uh, tells him. Yeah. And then we get our moment. Uh, go ahead. No, how do they get Because they 
figured San Francisco, didn't they figure something off the phone or something? Oh, no, 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 the, the name in the phone that the character oh, had. Yes. It was like a, it was an author. Yes. And he wrote a poem about San Francisco. After the earthquake. After the earthquake. So that's how that was. Uh, they were able to find he was still, he had not traveled yet. Correct. They were staying there. It was a thing in the phone. That was kind of cool. Yeah. A little smart. Look at that MacGyver being smart. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Good. Yeah, uh, and then we get to our little cool action sequence for the episode. I mean, if you thought him get, getting into a, a taking off plane was cool, this now we see him in a helicopter chasing a, uh, a military vehicle there right. with a bomb inside of it that has the biological weapon attached to it. And I felt like kind of shoddy uh, flying there by Jake. I mean, that the yeah, helicopter yeah. was just like going <laughs> this the whole time. Like I watched it, I was like, "Ooh, that's a little dangerous." That stunt man up there. He's, yeah. he's, I don't know if he's doing that on purpose or. Maybe there's a line that they skipped out where they talk about the crosswinds or tailwinds getting that low or something. But that was, <laughs> no. I was like, oh, there's a guy hanging off the side of that thing. Ugh. And I felt there was real no sense of urgency from inside the, the truck from Benjamin or his guy. They're just no. like, if I think I'd hear a helicopter like hovering really close to me. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird editing. I don't know. Something was weird. And James Wan, he's directed, he directed a Fast and the Furious movie too. Mm-hmm. Remember, so it's just like, or. And this could be, I don't know, and I don't know, this could have been originally shot for the first pilot. Uh, yeah. I don't think this, again, I apologize, guys, but I, I want to get my hands on this copy because I don't think, I know the concept of MacGyver change where he used to, he was recruited into the group, where supposedly what we have now, he's part of it. That's easy to change with the new actors being brought in. It's those dialogue scenes. Yeah. But if the main crux is still a biological weapon, which was in the original script, is in this new script, that footage could have been the new stuff. I mean, that could have been the old show. Just kind of reused. Because it's only Georgie Eds and him. Yeah. That's really the true. only two actors we see, and those are the only two actors kept on. So I wonder, because that does not seem like James Wan to me, his style. That, for a guy that can do great chases and great action, that seemed wonky. Yeah. I'm very curious. I'm going to try and find I'm going to do some research and find oh, awesome. out. Awesome. I'm curious. Because yeah. uh, I also felt like... It felt weird. It just felt, like you said, there's no stakes. But the the plane scene, that felt different. Mm-hmm. And I know they shot that for the new pilot. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I okay. saw that and I saw James Wan in an interview on the set. Oh, nice. So that was new. So I wonder if that was that truck chase was or in the original pilot before they scrapped it because it feels weird yeah because it seems like for something if you're trying to do this uh, that's kind of precious cargo you're carrying yeah he only has one other guy in the truck with him that's no, it yeah no nobody else and like kind of riding like, shotgun it, and it's a military vehicle yeah if you're gonna drop it into a city wouldn't you be as inconspicuous as possible he like a u-haul that, yes or just and also have some backup with you as well just to yeah, make sure yeah, if anything does happen a couple guys with guns yeah None of that. It's just those two, like those two dudes by themselves. So then, a- that could go back to what were they doing in the original pilot? That they were in a military vehicle driving on that road. Maybe it was yeah, a different. That's maybe it's much more lower stakes. Yeah, we never. Well, I'll find out. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Oh, all right, Mike is on the case. Look at that. Get to the bottom of it. All right, that's what I love. Uh, but cool scene in the truck. He's yeah. you know got the whole typical situation with all the wires. Which one does he cut? But they're all green. That was a nice little twist on he that, too. He didn't know what to do. There's like 12 of them. Yeah. And what I liked about that scene is they didn't like draw it out for like minutes on end where he kind of agonizes no, about no. which one. And kind of like, this one. No, no, no. This one. No, 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 no. This one. It's just like he made a choice and it wasn't the right one, but he still he didn't blow it. I guess I'm picking it apart now that I'm thinking back to it. So he's like, Mac, you got company. Guy's coming over there. Well, he had a gun. Why didn't you shoot him from yeah. the plane? That's, <laughs> That's the true. whole point of your character. Yeah, it's like, You're he, to protect. MacGyver, what do you do? You take your gun, 
You throwed it to MacGyver. He threw it in. So the aim to throw it, and his helicopter's all doing this. Yeah, he's like, got it. <laughs> it was, Why didn't you just shoot him? It was incredibly easy to get that gun to MacGyver. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking if I'm if I'm following somebody in a moving vehicle and I'm flying a helicopter, yeah, and I'm trying to stick. Th- I'm doing this. Yes, not that easy. No, I think it'd be easier to shoot the guy. Yeah, I would. I would take that chance. Try to shoot him. I mean, or there could have been a line there. No, don't shoot me. I've got a nuclear, a biological weapon here. Please don't shoot me. Yeah. Please don't shoot down near this area. And he could have said, Mac, I'm a great shot. I'll get him. Which, I mean, we've seen him and in the beginning. And he then he could go, hey, man, remember Cairo? He's like, okay, uh, I won't shoot. Ah, yep. Yeah, see, there you go. Again, <laughs> writer's room. Take these down. Get us. Yeah, we're Take, giving you nuggets. Come right on. There. This is gold. <laughs> so he does throw him the gun, and he uses it as a, kind of like a billy club almost. Again, true, true to MacGyver. Didn't use the gun to shoot him, which... Would have been easier. Yeah. But he didn't. He's a, MacGyver does not use guns to kill. and Which is cool. Uh, I did like that. And then he basically knows that, uh, hey, this bomb is about to go off, but he's able to get the biologic out of it. Yep. And you saw the kind of the, the cut-up tarp to kind of fashion himself a little parachute. Which was kind of cool. To kind of glide out of yeah, the way. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like that. Because I don't think we... It didn't say zip ties and canvas, did it at that point? I don't think so. I don't believe it did. Because I was like, what has he got there? And he's like, these are zip ties and canvas. You got a parachute. I'm like, okay. I'm go- I'm with you. I'm on board. Yeah. I don't think that'll work. But I'm on board. You know, <laughs> they should put a disclaimer. Kids don't try this stuff at home. Because I was the kid <laughs> yeah. at home that thought like, I remember I saw James Bond uh, for your eyes only when he took a giant umbrella, pool umbrella, and jumped off of a roof and it used it. <laughs> and my parents had a giant pool umbrella and I jumped off the roof. It didn't work. No, it didn't. I just dropped straight down. <laughs> it didn't even collapse in. It wasn't no. even high enough. It was just like... <laughs> It didn't even help me. I was the kid that would do this stuff at home. That was me growing up in the 80s, jumping off my house with giant patio umbrellas. Oh, man. That would have been awesome to see, though. I'd like that. Oh, it was awesome. Just, uh, yeah, just to watch stuff, you crumple down. I never forget I when I found found out about zip lines and what the zip line was. You yeah. know, cable to cable, two buildings, and you take, you know, slide down. Well, I was babysitting a uh, friend's house, their dog watching the house. So I took an extension cord. Tied it to the, my roof of my house, to their house. I didn't know anything about angles and, you know, you got to go this way. I just thought across. And I have a rope with a little pulley thing on it. I took one step off the roof, snapped down on my back, and then one of those, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm crying. I can't breathe. I think I broke my back. I can't breathe. You know, you do one of those. I was the kid that these, these shows were for, that you should not be trying any of this. <laughs> but... Uh, so you are not a great MacGyver on your own. No. No. I am not right. MacGyver at all. All right. He's got the pocket knife, but he doesn't have all the engineering. I don't have the smarts of it. I can admit that. I'm not book smart. <laughs> I'm not the book smart guy. That's the difference with MacGyver and all of us. There you go. That's ugh, Yeah, that guy is well read. And he land, protecting the weapon. Yes. And I feel like this is like the lamest ending for a bad guy. Because he's driving, and I guess he doesn't realize the bomb is active. That was the thing. I was like, why didn't he stop the car? Because his buddy was going back there to get him. Yeah. I was like, you would think you'd be looking out the rearview mirror, watching this, and you see this guy taking off. Some, like I don't, yeah, it was it was weird. It was so, it was very anticlimactic. This like, that, from the minute walkie helicopter flying to anticlimactic bad guy sitting there it was weird. Yeah, it all was shot weird. It felt weird. I don't know. Something's not right. No. But we see Riley uh, earns her keep, so she's going to be working with them now. She's going to continue her association truck with them. Bu- the truck blew up because he yeah. pulled the weapon out. Yes. The, the biological weapon, but the 
explosives were still. That blows up. Little explosion, then big explosion. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. We see some debris kind of flying around him and stuff. Kind of nicely done. Yeah. And then they they make her a permanent member of the team with them. Yeah. And uh, they find out, hey, but because of uh, of Nikki's kind of association and kind of everything that she's kind of revealed, this is kind of compromised. So we're going to disband the DSX. DXS. So this, they came back to his house. That was there. Yes. Yeah, and they were saying, we're we're disbanding this. And I remember uh, Riley goes and she picks up the pendant. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it's a phoenix. Because throughout the episode, I'm like, they're not the Phoenix Foundation. It, it's, come on, that's that's part of what it is. So they're not the DXS, but they're like, oh, okay, it's modern day. That's what they do. So they saw the little phoenix. I'm like, oh, that's their nod to the Phoenix Foundation. But... Yeah. And it was weird that they say, you can, uh, but now you got to do your organization and you can name whatever you want. So we're all together. We're still doing the same thing. We took all of our equipment. We're going to an, another site, but you name it. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, okay. And what did he call it? Brewster's Millions or whatever? His bomb, bomb, Buck Squad or Duck Squad or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. he came up with name? I'm like, but then he was like, because they're rising from the ashes. I get that. That's yeah. the Phoenix. A little, little on the head. But that, because I felt like it was like the Phoenix, Phoenix. And then at the end, he just tags it on Foundation. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, did you just change it to Foundation from Phoenix or is it the Phoenix Foundation? Yeah. Which way is it going? Because where did the Foundation come from? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And again, that's where you're being slavish to the original material, which in the pilot episode, he was working for the government uh, in the original show. And then Phoenix Foundation came in a little later. Okay. Yeah, so they kind of threw that all out there but again it, it leads to the uh the tenant of writing a pilot where the last 10 pages has to show where the show is going to go and yeah. that did set up these are the new team working for the phoenix foundation moving forward and we find that nikki during all oh, the little, little that was nice this is a little kind of tease at the end yeah she does tease that she's working for other people this other organization and so at the end when she's incarcerated in cuffs being led into prison or wherever she's going they go through a tunnel it gets really dark as they come out they hear a, a, the door kind of close, and they see a, a, a little hairpin on the floor. Yeah. She's picked the locks on her handcuffs and is bailed out. And which was interesting because um, when showrunners or whatever they talk about, showrunners the people in charge of the show, they talk about they they pitch an episode, a pitch a series to the network. They always have to say, you know, it's great if you could tell us a couple episodes, but where's the show going to be for a year or mm-hmm. two? What's going to happen in second year? So this is kind of they've set that up where she can do what he does. You know, she yes. picked the lock, and maybe she's like he is. She's a little bit more than what she seems to be. Yeah, so they've definitely set this other organization that's going to kind of uh, be a point and counterpoint to them. It could be, be interesting, cool. yeah, to see like a, a, like the anti-MacGyver being a female. Right. It could be kind of cool. I, I was always curious, interest. you know, we, we talked this being a reboot. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that yet. or Let's do it. So we talk about this is... I'm, I'm of two minds of this show right now. Um, I'm excited because I, I, I miss... I don't think we have enough of these um, throwback to the 80s, these these serialized shows where it's every hour is just one. You don't have to watch five episodes in a row. It's not a continuous story. Sure, little nuggets build over episodes, mm-hmm. but they're standalone episodes. You can pop in, you watch one, you know what's going on. Phoenix Foundation doing good stuff in the world. And I don't think we have enough of those out there. Last season, I really liked The Player with um, Wesley Snipes and... Oh, right. uh, uh, Philip Winchester and it was a throwback to those old type you know Night Rider and like the stuff that I love and, and I don't think we have enough of it so I'm hoping it does well um, it's interesting I, I'll give my closing thoughts in a little bit later yeah, I but, mean I think it depends on like how much this mythology kind of presents itself through the course of the right. series like especially this season is it something that they touch on every like four or five episodes right. like around sweeps do we kind of like get like another touchstone on this around sweeps do we get the, there's a character called Murdoch 
it, which was his kind of like adversary. He was an assassin, a master of disguise, yeah. and he was always he came back three or four times a, a year, and it was always like the one up guy. Sometimes they teamed up together, so I'm sure Murdoch will eventually show up. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a Y five O, like Wolf, yeah. Wolf Fat, where they kind of yes. basically keep coming back and revisiting him for many seasons yeah. before they finally kind of reach an end with that character. So um, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm curious, like, like they they talk the 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 show themselves have said we have something in mind for Richard Dean Anderson. We want him, and he said, "I'm not part of that. I will not be part of it." And he didn't say it negatively. He just was like, I, "I forgot. I'll have to look it up for next time." He was just not. He said, "No, it's I'm not. It's not for me." But they had said, "We have something for him. We we know we want to work him in the show. We would love to have him." And he's kind of said, "No, he's not going to," which is interesting. But I mean, I'd rather have that because one of my least favorite things about Ghostbusters this summer was ah. seeing the original cast show up in these kind of cameos and this right. other film. It's like that right there. Ru- much like we talked about MacGyver, I'd rather would have this been like a like this Ghostbusters that came out this summer. Yeah, been a continuation of the original. 20 years later, we're just revisiting, and this universe, the original Ghostbusters existed, and uh, now it's just women kind of running the organization. I didn't, I was not on board with that at all. I wanted to, like, I was like, why don't you just, your new franchise, 30 years later, the originals yes. are dead in a crazy institution. Why do this reboot, but then bringing people back in? Uh, so he is Angus MacGyver in this, which was Angus MacGyver in the original. Um, they mentioned his great-grandfather, or his grandfather, at one point mm. in the show. So that was like, I was like, oh, is that who they're using as MacGyver? Uh, I'm curious why they went younger with him. Because to me, this character, MacGyver, with his smarts, the older would seem he's had more experience. Yeah, a little it. more seasoned. Yeah. You can kind of buy that he's kind of like this fountain of knowledge and right. kind of can and, know and that, what to do. The fact that CBS, which skews old, older with their shows, uh, and now this goes back to what you said at the beginning of the show where CW tried something. This, what we got, seemed very geared towards a CW audience. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, maybe that's what CBS is trying to do. Maybe they're trying to broaden and get a, a younger crowd with this. Uh, Lucas Till, which I had no problems with them in the episode. I didn't mind him. It just seemed like a CW from the mid-2000s with the casting. Yeah. The cool hacker and... I don't know. It just seemed... But now when you say, like, oh, if they would have done an alternate casting and had George Yads doing it right. as... I could see that now that you bring that up, it's like, that could have been a really cool show is him being MacGyver yeah. instead of Lucas Till. And, just, and, ha- and then more. you have the character of Dalton be younger, kind of have, like, an old man dynamic with a young guy, like, yeah. hot shot, gunfighter, good fighter, and kind of... It would change the dynamic, yes. you know? Or if they want to maybe make MacGyver a girl, if they were really going to go for it and reboot, you know, have that done. So I don't know why they stuck so close. And they went back and they, when they took the original pilot, now this pilot, they made his hair like Richard Dean Anderson, as close you get as a mullet yeah. without it being a mullet. So I'm like, and he's got the leather jacket in the episode. So they really MacGyvered him to be like Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. So it's just like in this day and age, I'm like, with reboots, and I know every writer out there has got so many stories they want to tell and create new characters. But it's the networks. It's kind of like with we are with movies. It's franchises and sequels mm-hmm. because that's what sells. So it's the name MacGyver that's bringing people in. But I did notice it had the highest ratings in 10 years in that time slot because it's not getting favorably, favorably reviewed, this pilot. Very true. But I, news thing came up and I was like, it's got the highest ratings in 10 years in that spot it had on Friday night. Because I think people just, Which is, they, yeah, they just know well, MacGyver. I mean, MacGyver's been such a thing. proof right there. That shows. Yeah. So going forward, I think the material is there for a great show. And I should say this, um, and this is just from all the years of watching TV, is that 
pilots used to be, you'd get the pilot, you'd go for a series. If you got picked up for a pilot and they liked it, you'd get 22 episodes, 24 episodes. And you had that time to develop and work your characters in. Nowadays, shows are gone after two weeks. That's very true. But this, I think, has a episode order. I, I, I want to say maybe 13, which yeah. is now, they say, is a new full season, which it's not. It's No, if you don't get back nine, then that's kind of like a good signal that you're not coming back yeah, for a second Yeah, and season. it sucks that they do that because they give the false hope that it's there. Because they don't want because if, if they told the audience, is up, oh, they're only doing 13 episodes. Everyone's like, well, I'm not going to invest. Yeah. They're like, no, no, full season, 13. So it's they're they're trying to mess with you. So we've got thirteen episodes coming. I know they've shot six already, um, but it it shows like this. Like I, I'll never forget it with Arrow. I really wanted to like that, and the pilot was like Batman Begins Light around episode sixteen or seventeen because they went twenty four or twenty two the first episode. Around sixteen seventeen, it got good, like real good. Finished strong, and then season two was, which still people consider to be the best season so far. Yeah. So this show, I think has the potential to be really good. Yeah, if you give it time to kind of grow and tweak And the- I think, and not just so much as an audience member, because the first couple episodes are going to be rough, because they were still filming before this even came out. New episodes. So I think if they get the chance to get that back nine, we could be in for something good. Because CBS, I don't think, has it anything like this. There's no, no real good action. They lo- I think, is this Person of Interest last season, or was it just last that season. it ended? So, yep. so they don't really have a show similar to this. Um, Lucas Till, the new Jim Caviezel. There we go. So I think <laughs> I, I want to give it a shot. I want to. There was stuff I liked, and, I, and you know, so hopefully they will course, not course correct. It's a bad word, but fine tune. Fine yeah. tune what works and what doesn't. Well, we have no choice because we're going to be here every single week, Mike, Sounds breaking good. down every single episode of the season for hopefully thir- at least thirteen, if not twenty-two episodes. Leather jacket was a bad choice for me because it's hot, <laughs> so I probably won't uh, be wearing that. But. All right, but just know, folks, just the picture mic right now in this leather jacket. Just know that even though you might not have it pocket on knife. him and this pocket knife, it's always close to him. So they know. Oh, if they know, follow me on DC Movie News or wherever. They know the story of the leather jacket. Oh, all it's right. part of my thing, I think. No, I <laughs> well, folks, uh, as we're going to wrap up the end of this episode, uh, please like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. Share your thoughts about the episode, the series, your your favorite episodes of the old school version of MacGyver. Are we going to be able to live chat? Do we live chat? Yeah, we can pull up the, uh, actually next so episode. So when I have a computer, I can yeah. do that? Yeah, I, I love can, talking to yeah. people. We can I pull the live it. chat on the screen too. We, uh, next week, we'll pull up the live chat during the show. I love it. I, yeah. love, I love talking to people. Oh, look at this. All right, we're going to be, yes. So folks, look at that. We didn't have the live chat going on this time, but next week, get on the live chat with us here. Mike and I will, you know, you can just bend our ear. We'll talk to you all about Absolutely. kind of Absolutely. Like I love yes. talking to people. Like, that takes up too much of my day, I think. A little too much. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I go down the Twitter rabbit hole sometimes. And, oh. But it's fun. I love, I love interacting with people. Well, speaking of that, if they want to continue the conversation even after the show's over, Mike, where can they find you on the Twitterverse? At Mike Kalinowski. That's where I'm at. There you go. And if you want any of the DC movie news, check out Popcorn Talk. Yeah, Mike DC movie the- news. I do that show. I Character Corner, which is kind of an offshoot of DC movie news on the show. That's where I am. Look at that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Uh, Happy do- Go Jackie. Happy Go Jackie. Why won't Roxy say it? And I saw that in the email. She won't say it? She, I'll make her say it one She'll day. That is my it. goal. She will say it. And real quick, how cool was it in the episode, the, the music? They did the theme, but had an up, kind of a modern thing. Yes. The only thing, I, it played out so quick as the credits were there. I want to hear that. I'm trying to find the guy who did the composing on Twitter because I want to hear the whole theme. It was a great theme. A very great cool. theme. So I was cool for that. I love music. So. Oh, my God. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the MacGyver After Show. We will be back next week breaking down next week's episode as well as the rest of the season here Sunday nights, 11 o'clock here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll see you then. 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.